Hey, what's up? And welcome, 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 welcome to the Artist Exchange Radio Show here live only on BeExposedRadio.com. I'm just sharing it out with a few people. Hey, what's oh, up? And welcome. I should have turned that down to begin with. But I am here live. Uh, just sharing it out a little bit before we start. And, oop, I didn't mean to send it to that person, but now they know that I am not asleep anymore. Uh, but, but I am here. I'm having an awesome Monday. I got a lot of great sleep last night. Uh, had some awesome conversations and met some new people and all that jazz that, you know, you know, cheery people do on Monday mornings. I tried to try that out this morning. Um, the weather's great. Um, I've been looking out my windows all day long and loving the cool breeze, but I dare not to venture out too early. Um, I am coming off of a great weekend. I've just finished my third, I had two fingers up, but my third virtual event um, uh, that I've been hosting. I, I've done two virtual theatrical readings of two uh, plays, and I did one open mic. Uh, and I'm really excited. We had an awesome turnout for each of them, some great feedback, um, and some phenomenal artists that have participated. Uh, yesterday, we did an August Wilson tribute. We had Ama Brown, my former co-host, uh, one of my really great friends, Kyle Jackson, uh, a few awesome artists from uh, Baltimore, one from, uh, two from Baltimore, uh, and Joshua Dixon and Noah Salas. Uh, we also had all the way from Alabama, um, Mr. Tim Craig, he participated. And then we had the phenomenal Jefferson Russell, who uh, gave us a great introduction and an awesome history and a point of view on who August Wilson was. And these live virtual events have really given me an opportunity to just uh, be creative in a different way. I'm not used to this format where the camera's right here on me, uh, but I've stepped up that side of my creativity and allowed myself to grow in that area. And I'm very excited that um, I'm able to um, display my work and my uh, creativity and connect with new people uh, in this in this new virtual norm that we've created that has been created for us uh, thanks to all the people who do their due diligence behind the scene and create these apps and softwares and all that um, I'm still learning and growing um, we're, we're keeping it going if you have not looked at the artist exchange phase you probably have saw our third uh, Reader's Theater that we'll be doing, and that's the Big Girl Chronicles, written by uh, Nikki Scroggins, another college friend of mine, uh, and we'll be doing that on May the 17th. This coming Saturday, we'll be doing the second installment of the Erotic uh, Poetry Experience, hosted by Mr. Blue Waters, um, and we, the feature will be announced, we're just waiting on confirmation, will be announced shortly. Uh, but that was a great time. It was a great new type of platform for me to be able to work in. Uh, Blue did a great job. Our first feature was 
Miss uh, Nija B. Nija. She celebrated her birthday with us on that night. Uh, and it was a phenomenal night. So we, we're switching from Thursday nights to uh, Saturdays. Uh, we just we want to try to see what the crowd is like on that day. And uh, we had a, a cool turnout. Uh, we want people to realize it is an open mic. You can join in. Uh, but uh, Alana Nicole and uh, Blue held it down with their sensual poetry and such. But uh, without further ado, today uh, I wanted to bring in uh, a guest. Um, we actually have two guests coming in. Uh, first being Miss Kaffee Dembozi. Uh She is a phenomenal individual that I've met quite some time ago, and we've been connecting on and off, doing some drive-bys, some creative cultural drive-bys on each other, and uh, I reach out to her for not only advice, but just to bounce myself, my ideas and thoughts off of. It's great to have individuals within your passion and outside of your passion to be able to do that with because it um, it gives you a perspective that's not always through your uh, lenses. Um, and then uh, hopefully soon, Miss Alana Nicole, the voice of Station North, will be joining us shortly. Uh, but without further ado, I want to bring on Miss Coffee Denbrosi to the stream. Hello, Miss Coffee. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm so How are you? Hello, Nate. I'm so happy to be with you today. I laugh um, every time I hear you your bring voice. Me joy. Thank you. You lift me up. <laughs> I thank you. You as well to me. Um, you remind me. You. <laughs> you remind me that I'm an artist when I want to lay in my bed in COVID relief. My child was taken away by her father. God bless him. Wow. God bless the father of my child, my husband. I'm sorry. About I'm that. coming to scoop my child to get her back on track. Yes, no, no, yes. it's, no, not taken away, taken away. Just taking for the, the for the artist weekend, which is Monday and Tuesday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, just taken with him. And I was like, thank you. And and, and I, I've had to realize, I don't care where you are, what your title is, what you have denied or tried to shun. You are an artist no matter where you are in life, no matter what you have in life. And you have to create uh Thank despite you. the obstacles the storm that you may be in the mood that you're in and often when we work through that magic can happen uh, i've been telling people uh, the last couple weeks the mm -hmm. first week of this quarantine for me was uh first day really was uh, march the 13th that was you know school was closed that day and they decided mm -hmm. he wasn't coming back to the following week and this was only supposed to be about two weeks at that point and at week number two right. the reality that we wasn't coming right back set in um and i went into panic mode and mm -hmm. you know some of us in past we kind of absorb what we feel around us what's happening around us and i did that and i tried to like muscle through and my, this platform, my radio show, thanks to Big Exposed and Marnie, has been kind of like a thread for me that I've been able to kind of weave through this process to keep my balance a little bit. But it's nothing like being in your creative lane. This allows me to meet creatives, but it's not really my creative self being put out there other than storytelling. 
Uh, and by the time I got to that third week, I was in a dark space. Um, I had not really been outside in like a week and a half. Mm. Um, and I was, you know, just existing. Uh, and I was, I wasn't necessarily, this doesn't scare me, but it puts me in a space of financial worries, mental worries, you know, relationships, social worries, right. and that anxiety started to set in. And I really got into a dark space and I, I had not created anything since, uh, February. I, I was actually in a play, uh, shout out to, uh, the pearly cast, Troy Burton, I was in a play and I was selling my jewelry in the lobby of that play and I was making jewelry throughout that whole month. And this happened and this was a whisper at that time. But when, once this happened, I hadn't created anything in like a couple of weeks. I hadn't been creative. I hadn't been in my classroom. I hadn't been able to be at rehearsals. A lot of my gigs were paused and postponed at the time and right now. So I really didn't know what to do. Uh, and by the time I got to the fourth week mm -hmm. of this, we was moving into April. Uh, you know how slow March felt. Like March was crawling by. And March it just was felt like, like mud. <laughs> it was. It was like watching paint dry. And April went, went like that. It was so fast. But in, as I went into April, uh, a colleague, a friend of mine called who was a playwright and was like, what What would it be, you know, what would it be like to maybe do a reading or something like on a live? Right. And her saying that normally conversation sparks my creativity. Just that exchange of energy. That's why I randomly call people. And it, it's no like shade or anything, but the randomness of it kind of keeps my creativity flowing in a different direction. So her saying that was like, ah, I saw 10 projects right then and there. And from that point, I've just been creating these virtual events for myself uh, to be able to stay balanced. And I had to be selfish in that moment, even though it's helping other people and it's bringing other artists to a spotlight platform, to be spotlighted in this platform, um, both playwrights and artists as well, uh, performance artists. But it really was for me, you know, I had to, deal with me first with this but um and even in me talking I reached out to coffee in that moment like uh I just created this new lane for myself and I don't know <laughs> what to do with it uh and now it's been three weeks since I made that phone call to you and we are I'm now kind of finding my footing and kind of finding my space in it and creating this space I'm still learning technology and kind of going off of the little bit of engineering that I've done at uh, Be Exposed and for stage manager jobs that I've done. Uh, but it's working out and I'm, I'm not where I wanna be, but a glimpse of hope has happened. So from that, a lot of things have happened. I've mm -hmm. learned, I've had to learn how to market for this quarantine period, because it's not like online marketing before this, it's a whole nother animal. It's a, a shorter time period. Um, it's a faster right. turnaround. Um, and I had to do something that I was not comfortable with. And I had to begin to ask for help. And financial asking and physical asking and asking of people's time and donate, right. like that's not, I'm uncomfortable with that. 
So I've had to learn how to do those things. I've had to learn how to manage and market and promote in a different way. And it's, it's pulling me out of a comfort zone. And I specifically asked Kafi to join us today. And Alana is like the expert at, at all this. So she's going to tie in this conversation and, and, and bring some expertise advice uh, to us old artists' uh, mm. souls. Uh, but I asked Kafi to come on because I know, <laughs> despite Kafi being in this space where she is like somewhat of a cultural curating life coach, um, but uh, it, I asked her because I know as an artist, she's still at the same space as many artists have been left. Some artists are thriving because they already had that, that momentum, that vehicle for an online presence. Right. A lot of us, we were, I'm a theater artist. You know, we tell people to turn their phones off when we start our shows, not turn them on. Uh, so we're just learning how to market right. online. So now to put everything we do online, I had to get rid of that perfectionist spirit because sometimes the sound goes out and things yes. echoes. So I had to put that behind me and, and push through despite. Uh, but I specifically asked you to join me, Kathy, because I needed a sounding board to know, one, I'm not crazy. And a lot of artists feel crazy in this moment because some just not doing anything because they don't know what to do. They're waiting on whatever organizations they work with to support them. Um, like I'm a teaching artist, too. So I'm waiting on my organization to help and there's no help coming. So I was forced to make a way for myself. Um, but a lot of us feel stagnant. A lot of us are like hopeless. And then we're like, well, you know, if Babyface and Teddy Riley go get out there, what can I possibly do? You know, they go get all the support and the help. What can I possibly do? So I want to let uh, Kathy kind of introduce herself and and tell us where you are right now. Like I, I specifically said to her, I wanted the honest truth. I don't want people to feel like we, you know, putting up the smoke and rears and faking it till we make it, but it's a reality that we're sure. in right now. So. There is a reality. So my name is Kathy Dambrizzi. I'm uh -huh. a local Baltimore artist. I'm a photographer. Um, I believe I had one of the first photography studios owned by a black female in Station North Arts District. Oh, um, on St. Paul Street many years ago in 2012. Okay, 2012. not too long ago. Um, but before that, I used to manage, yeah, I used to manage Loda Fun, two, yeah, 2012. I used to manage Loda Fun, which is now the Motor House. I and didn't know at that. At that time, we have three theater groups. Mm. Yes, tidbits, tidbits. I used to run the Load of Fun. We had three theater groups and over 30 artists and artisans mm -hmm. in the space. So I managed the space and I managed um, the events in the space. And then I also worked in a studio in the space. So okay. I was juggling a lot of hats at that time. That's when I really became exposed to the Baltimore scene. Okay. Um, and I basically dove in. I was involved um, with the Charles North District uh, Board. I wasn't on the board, but I was involved with the meetings, a lot of um, planning, safety planning, event planning um, on some sub committees for, um, uh, what do you call it? What's our big art festival? Art State? What is that? 
Artscape, yes. <laughs> so, for example, like one of my ideas that may I not happen to... this year. It's not going to happen. Um, yeah. So, one of my ideas for Artscape, I've lived overseas and I've had international diseases. So, through oh. my stomach. So, I understand how disease spreads. Right. It's not going to happen. Um, but, like, for example, um, one of my subje uh, suggestions in the subcommittee was to um, create a station north stage and mm -hmm. to cut off uh, a part of Charles Street and a part of North and bring the buses through so that people could get to the arts festival. So, so you brought it from Mount Royal all the way to North Avenue. Right. So my suggestion to uh, one of the leads on the art on Artscape was to create opportunities for local artists to participate officially mm -hmm. in Artscape because at at presently I know that for me to open a booth would cost me four thousand dollars. Yeah. To properly have a booth, product, booking, electricity, the double tent, the chairs, the Wi-Fi, everything. So I had ask them to initiate programs so that local artists could participate at a much lower price that we could have tables outside of restaurants and and use other local um, venues to be uh, grandfathered into the artscape program so that, that area of Chelsea was dead and they um, did everything mm -hmm. it was dead and it was still hard to get to artscape without walking a mile so right. my proposal was was to create um, to have the the free buses come through and be able to be picked up on North Avenue and driven down into the artscape space. So okay. we now have the station North stage. They block it off, and then we have events all on North Avenue now. So I right. said because we are the arts district, station North should be the beginning of the art should be the the launch of the festival. Mm -hmm. We should have a little more focus in the arts district. So they they opened up the corridor and we're able to have events all in on the station north corridor on North Avenue. So um that's my background on how I got involved in the art scene and through running Load of Fun, I was able to be an amazing artist. I became a curator of events and um in art shows and it really just opened my um, eyes up to the art scene. Even though I had been a photographer for years since 1999, I was mm -hmm. never in the scene. And then, then um, in 2014, I was going through a divorce and I didn't want to touch my camera and I began writing. And so I began writing songs for a friend of mine, the other Amma Brown, Amma Chandra. Ooh. And she said, why don't you go to this a venue? and perform mm. the piece. I said, we didn't write the music. I only wrote the words for the song. And uh, I went to Acoustic Thursdays with Mark Avon Evans uh, downtown. <clears throat> and the writing didn't stop. I thought it was a fluke because I was going through a separation and a divorce. Mm. And I thought it was just that's what your like my was. creative energy mm. being a little manic. So I kept writing. And then three years later, I was still performing and um, going to New York and getting gigs in New Jersey, et cetera. Uh, um, but that's how I became sort of a performance artist or poet. Um, I've always been a public speaker for many years, since I was 16. I had my first gig publicly speaking. 
And then um, last year, I actually did a reading, a theatrical reading at the Lyric. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fabulous. So there have been times when my creativity has been high, 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 where I've had an art show every single month. I've been in a lot of the local museums, American Indian Museum. Um, what's the museum at Morgan? Uh, the Black Museum that we have downtown. Uh, UB Blake. So I've been a prolific, hardworking, on-the-go artist. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned, I do have a side business, uh, which I call Studio Coffee Creative, where I'm a consultant, whether life consultant or a creative consultant for businesses. Um, I was a creative consultant for the Living World for six years in terms of their marketing and their storyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have individual people like you who approach me, and I have additional paying clients who I work with. So that's my story. In terms of COVID, I feel um, one of the side effects, which I've been reading about, I've been reading a lot of information. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily following the news, but I am reading a lot of information on how this situation impacts us. Um, right. I personally am a traveler. I travel all over the world. Um, I've seen the impact of disease in, in, in terms of a community and how it can impact you. And I understand um, infectious disease. I used to work at Johns Hopkins um, Hospital for many years with, um, not with infectious disease, but with um, one of the top surgeons. But I've been in the medical arena for many, many years, for almost mm. 25 years. I've worked in insurance and in healthcare. Um, I've worked in the hospital. I've been a medical office coordinator. I've worked for the president of Hopkins, Johns Hopkins at one point in my life. And so I've been in the medical field for years, insurance agent, in the communities, being a liaison for people attempting to get healthcare. And so um, it's sometimes more dangerous the more information you know. You know, so that can also be a burden. But I feel like no matter how I'm doing, I know that this time is an even playing field for people, even though it seems extremely discouraging. um, A lot of us, myself included, we feel paralyzed. But I also know that I feel like my breakthrough is coming. You know, it's a time to laser focus on the things that you have and the things that you don't need. Um, Even though a lot of us are, you know, I'm not a single person. I have a child and um, I I help out with my mother's care. Um, So I have different challenges. I have two high-risk people I'm living with, a woman with heart disease who's 71, and I have a 12-year-old with asthma. And so I'm super conscious of um, who's in my home, what my responsibility is, and what I can do to maintain safety. So in effect, in partiality, I'm in survival mode. Before that, um, I have felt for a long time very pregnant with creativity, with my creativity meaning like when you're at the end of the pregnancy, but the baby Mm -hmm. doesn't want to come out, but you're stuck. Yes, yes. The doctor's like, not, not, not yet, almost there. I've mm. been in that place for a while. Um, and then I've also been trying to start 
the business. So my business that I've been trying to start is um, I designed a camera bag for female photographers. So as we're hitting COVID, I, I realized the whole industry I'm marketing to is shut down. So again, right. I can either just lay down underneath my bed and cry or take this opportunity like everyone who's killing it is to do the pivot. So what is my pivot? What does the market look like? What are my side gigs? Am I going to continue to do Uber driving? Is it a risk for the people in my home? We're also calculating the risk of our creativity. And so my method or my survival tip or that I've used is um, have small wins, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're being bombarded. And I read an article today about screen fatigue, you know, the, the happy hours, the Zoom happy hours, the Zoom meeting. I saw a tweet that said, you know, does this really need a Zoom call or can we just you right. know, be regular about it? So a lot of people are fatigued who are still working or trying to create or fatigued by the FaceTime that we have to do. A lot of people who are introverts are like, feel also trapped because they know, number one, they're stuck inside with people that they live with and or everyone knows that they're home. <laughs> so okay. they're findable. Where right. us introverts, we're no, longer, we're no longer hidden in our homes. And so mm -hmm. there's a lot of, there's a lot of challenges that we're facing now, but I feel like if I can kind of let go of my own fear and let go of the stress and pressures that I have in the situation um, with tiny steps that I can have a breakthrough. So for some people, literally waking uh, up. So, you know, I was, I was in a group of creative women called Rewilding. And one woman said, I'm fatigued a lot. How is everyone coping? Everyone was amazing. I've started a garden. I do yoga. I do yoga meetings. I'm on this committee. I did this. I mm. eat mushrooms and I make wild mushroom soup. I bake bread. Everyone is talking about what they're doing. And what I came in because I like to be known as a dream killer because I have one in my life. I have a consultant. We call him the dream killer, where we're like, oh, and they're like, no. So mm -hmm. I went in to be the dream killer and to bring it back into reality, to be like, listen, in this time, the small win is everything. If I can take care of my family, uh, but my, my personal wins are taking a shower and drinking a glass of water because I'm dehydrated near unto death. So for me, those are the wins because if I don't calculate the small wins, then I'm like, mm -hmm. I wasn't on the panel for housing justice. I didn't do yoga. I didn't bake banana bread, you know, today. I didn't do a photo. I, I didn't do a um, FaceTime photo shoot. I didn't upload my portfolio on the hands. I will, if I don't count the small wins, I will start calculating things I haven't done and live in failure of things right. I didn't even try to do. And know? those things that you haven't so done aren't even on your list. Yourself and being... I was saying the things that you haven't done. I've done all those things, but I have... Mm -hmm. 
Well, the things I haven't done are things I do. I do do yoga, hot yoga. I do like to go hiking. I do, you know, like cooking and baking and stuff. But if I start calculating that I have not activated myself in the time of COVID, then I'm, mm-hmm. I wake up and I've already failed. So when I wake up, I have a list, but the list is small. The small wins. Self-care is taking a shower, yeah. drinking some water. Did I feed my family? Did I hug my child? Currently, I'm winning. There's a little bit of money in the, there's a cushion in the bank, there's food in the fridge, there's gas in mm-hmm. the car. We have a house over our head. And we have Wi-Fi, which a lot of children don't have access to even do their school online. So right. I'm literally, I am okay, right? And to mm-hmm. be okay, okay is a win. Uh, the other challenge that a lot of artists have in, in which is a regular challenge because a lot of us creative people have mental health challenges. Mm-hmm. We suffer from depression or anxiety. Um, there are people who are bipolar. There are people, um, you know, who this is either a comfort zone, they're already living it, or it's such a shock to the system that even people who never had um, therapy or a therapist are, are seeking that support. And so I think we need to talk more about um, where people can get help, how to get help, how Mm -hmm. to um, really self-care. Because for a while I was in a place, I didn't even understand what self-care was. Everyone kept saying, you got to self-care, you got to put yourself first. And I was like, I'm not in a position to do that. I'm actually stuck in a position of sacrifice and putting other people's lives first. So I might Mm -hmm. not be a nurse out in the real world, but I'm a nurse at home, meaning Mm -hmm. I'm responsible to keeping someone um, with a complicated medical history. I'm responsible for keeping them alive. Now, that might not be my real responsibility, but that's how my life was functioning. Well, that's a real responsibility. I believe the small wins are where it's at. Mm. And And that's a real responsibility. So then you drop in you drop an artist in that and you're like do I make dinner or do I go on Lightroom and edit you know then my child's like legally you have to feed me I was like I wish I had never told you that (laughs) (laughs) mom you feed me legally you have to I'm like oh too much information she used against me those those are the real things so I feel hopeful. I feel okay. on the precipice of a breakthrough. I also feel paralyzed all at the same time. So like when I speak to you, that was very exciting for me. And I got a little charge out of that and <laughs> looked at some photos in my archive. So I did look. And then I'm also part of a new collective called the Black Lady Creative Workshop. Um, okay. And it's um, sort of a safe space for Black women writers where we can share our work and get critiqued. And um, it's fabulous. So one of our uh, members, Crystal Mack, was just on the New York Times regarding the cookbook uh, that she wrote. I have to look it up to see um, the title of it, but it was amazing, amazing. So if that's also very exciting. I literally started writing while we were in our Zoom meeting. And so I, I'm also a writer. So I also feel like now is the time 
you know, mm-hmm. no matter how big or small the space you're living, um, you're living in. Um, I, I just, it's an opportunity. So mm-hmm. we can take the steps for self-care, reevaluate the stuff in our house, the stuff we're eating and drinking, and really uh, create a space of peace around us. We can take those small steps to, towards creativity. Because mm-hmm. in reality, um, COVID is a trauma. Yeah. And um, it is a loss. It is a loss. And mm-hmm. so a lot of people are not processing the grief of it. And so if we can change our mindset to look at it, at, at, recognize it as a trauma, recognize this time as a loss, go through the stages of grief and then come out on the other side. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that we have to be doing as regular people, especially as artists. We have to be like, I miss performing on stage. I miss my open mic. I miss that, grieve it, feel it, process it, and then be like, okay, now that I've processed my grief or I'm continuing to process it, lights of joy, I can figure out how, where I fit into this new normal. And then I think that we're able to open up the doors to create and be creative. Now, a lot of people have been able to do that on a dime. Other people like me are like, And we get stuck for a minute. We're stuck for a minute. And then as we let go of something, because there is a letting go to to swinging in the jungle, you have to let go of one branch to grab the other. There's a risk of falling. But that's how literally we are operating right now. So some people were already on it. People just kept it moving. Like, oh, we're stuck inside the house? Great. I was already here anyways, or right. I was already on YouTube, or I was already on TikTok creating mm-hmm. content. And so now what we're thinking is we're creating content for people at home. And so we have to shift our mindset into um, how to create for a captive audience. Before we marketed to people on the move, people moving, people mm-hmm. at the bars, I'm going to send an Instagram post on Saturday where I know my friends are sitting somewhere in Baltimore at 6.30 p.m. at a happy hour and they're looking at their Instagram and I know I'm going to pop up in their feet, right? Mm. So we don't do that. We're Right now, we everyone is creating content for people in the same position we are. We have, my daughter can have recess in the morning. We can go on YouTube or on cable and work out and get our workout in in the morning for her recess and for her um, physical activity class and mm-hmm. for her PE class. And so we have a captive audience. And so, yes, people are flooding the market, but we can really create, we have an opportunity. So you see a lot of businesses and artists thriving right now because they didn't, they didn't, ex- they didn't inhale. They were like, oh, we're here, all right, captive audience. Mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. hit it off running. And so yeah. I feel like if we take moments of um, gratefulness and thankfulness, and then um, we are also processing whether it's our own personal grief of people that we've lost or processing mm-hmm. the grief of people lost to our, our close friends, right. 
processing this world grief we can't absorb it but we can take time to process it um you know a friend of mine um is an airline steward and left everything last year went to school graduated was an airline student and one of the things they're not talking about is the loss of the airline steward it's not anywhere in the news and so one of my stresses was like my friend is traveling without a mask on and in closed spaces with people from all over the world. And so that was a fear of mine, anxiety, but I had to realize like, you can't internalize the grief. It's so massive worldwide and it can either freeze you or free you. Right. And right. so I think a lot of us in our creativity, we're just trying to keep, keep the lights on and we're trying to shine a light and give hope to people in despair because the mental health, uh, we have not begun to see um, the mental health fallout from this. If yeah. we're still in this, especially around this December, well, definitely, you know, not to be too morbid, but um, the suicide rates are going to spike this winter, big time. And so I think that we need to check on each other. We don't have to have yeah. a Zoom call, but there are a lot of people over 65 I checked on um, there are people in the, with businesses who depend on face-to-face -face public connection to run their businesses I checked on um, because we're all in the same boat. So this is an even, I feel like COVID is like the Twitter of social media. It creates an even place. We're all in an even place, meaning people we admired are also at home. Yes, they have unlimited resources, but mentally they're in the same space that we are and it makes people more open. And so we have an opportunity to create for, for a captive audience. We have an opportunity to create our art to give hope to people. People are buying art. They're buying yeah. art more than ever because they're at home mm -hmm. and it's an easy way to create change and they're dialing into art and music and theater and live performances. And so for the artist, if they can process um, their own personal situation. Um, a lot of people are losing people that they know and love. We're losing um, actors and, you know, uh, uh, very famous Indian actor, two famous Indian actors just passed, I forgot their names, but they were people I knew or followed. And so we're processing that attachment when a celebrity passes that we care about. So we're processing a lot of grief, a lot of death. And I think that art is creating that beacon of light and hope for people to go on. It also sustains the artist. So us creating, I feel as a, as a form of health, it's a form of self-care. So my what? daughter is an artist, she's 12. Um, she was like, mom, we need to paint, it's time. <laughs> Let's paint. Do you have the watercolors? I only work in acrylic. You know this. So we just sat and had, she made me, she handed me a canvas and said, clean my brushes, which I did. I cleaned her brushes and she handed me a palette and a canvas. Mm. And, and I think because the children are still. So my child is moving. teaching me. Mm-hmm. The children are moving, a lot of them, and I also read an article about this, are not doing well in online school. Yeah. They're not. 
And my daughter already had a rough ask her a couple of weeks ago, like, did you quit school? Oh. <laughs> Not doing her work. She's sitting there at her laptop telling me she's working. Then I get the ping from the school. She's 20, 20 um, assignments behind. So my daughter oh. was already struggling. And so yeah. my daughter is an artist. So she is a mini microcosm of an adult artist. And so while she's not doing her schoolwork because she was already done with the school year before spring break. She was, I was done, she was done. But she yeah. is writing every single day on her anime series. She's painting every week. Um, she, she wants voice lessons. She's ready for voice lessons. She wants a guitar, you know, she is creating prolifically and is making me take pictures and it's like, I'm ready for, let's do a photo shoot. And so she's, she always is sort of a reflection of who I used to be. And so sometimes I'm just like, let me just be led by the child. <laughs> she's like my new social media manager. And um, Alana jo just wrote um, Alana, the amazing Alana who's coming on. Okay. Just wrote an article. I don't know if she's coming on. I messaged her. She just wrote, uh, you did? Uh, she wrote an article recently on how we deal with our new co-workers or our children. She wrote yeah. it for Technically Baltimore. And, um, you know, how to tuck them away, how to uh, make sure they're occupied. But my daughter is like my co-artist. It's like we stare, you know, she comes into my room, we flash my office also, and she clears the space and it's like, it's time to make art. So mm. yes, yes, Miss Ambrosie. So I have a little tiny reflection of how I need to operate. Mom, take me to the track. You know, we need some fresh air. We need some sunshine. We need exercise. Let's go to the track. Let's drink our water. Let's have a cup of tea. Mom, two times. And so thankfully, um, as much as uh, I am a reflection of all mothers homeschooling, and I am an educator, but still homeschooling my own child is, is next level, which is why I freely gifted her to her father for the next four days. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering, um, and specifically speaking to the children, because a lot of the teaching artists, like myself, we haven't been, uh, a some of them, some of them, depending on what school and what program they're working with, are still with the children. But a lot of the schools lost a lot of their teaching artists in this process. Uh, and it, I can see the devastation in a lot of the parents, because they, I can tell which students really hung on to those classes, hung on to school with those classes, and which ones, you know, needed that creative kind of arm hug uh and uh in in this space i'm finding it really difficult to um to stop my mind from moving because even in those first couple weeks for me my mind was moving but i wasn't sleeping because mm -hmm. i was thinking and i was trying to be creative and the 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 mechanics were still moving i just didn't have the energy to to put into doing it because I was I was one I was following the news which I've stopped doing I've I've sought information 
but I'm not following the news anymore. Uh, and that helped me to sleep, one, uh, and it mm -hmm. lowered the anxiety level, but it also allowed me to uh, get to sleep and then create a schedule and then let naturally what happens happen. And that's when it started really, as you use right. the, the term pivot, uh, it, it began to pivot. A lot of the stuff that you have been saying has been stuff that one that we brought up uh, when we when we talked last. But uh, since then, I've I've stopped trying to be an artist like I was able to be almost a month over a month and a half ago. And I had to maintain that level of creativity, but scale it down to what's possible right now. So I can't put on a whole production, but I can do a reading of a production. I can do a reading Absolutely. of a play. I can't. So I've, I've had to learn how to scale down. And I think a lot of artists that are stuck right now, like I was and like I'm coming out of, uh, we, were, we were thinking, like for me, for the stage. And I just told a young man who I'm helping to mentor right now, don't give up the dream. Just create the dream. But just scale it down for where you are and what's possible right now. Because we would drive, I was driving myself crazy right. trying to try to create a theatrical piece it's, via Zoom. Right. Mm -hmm. Is it, is, how do, how do you? Yeah, it's hard. You can't, mm -hmm. that's the thing. Well, for me, um, for for me, it's an opportunity to do the things that I I already know I need to do. Mm -hmm. I need to um, I need to sit down. I need to go through. Um, I need to go through my archives mm -hmm. um, and, and really re recreate the business for when we open up. I'm trying to figure out, am I going to open an online store um, that sells products for people at home? Am I going to launch that type of online business? How do I reframe um, a bag that I, people are still going to be buying bags. So I have to, I'm trying to figure out what is good for the people um, mm -hmm. and, and what I can do for the entry. So you have to calculate what you want to do now. And then you have to calculate also for the future. And so um, I feel like reading, reading important things, like I mm -hmm. read LinkedIn, I look at Flipboard, which has everything. I have Apple News, which I'm able to read magazines and see a lot more insightful things. And so now um, is the perfect time to read and to learn and to create a new kind of like a new normal mm -hmm. so a new nor if 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 i'm at home if i have to figure out how to work from home job seeking um i updated my resume um recruiters okay. are calling me for different things um uh, normally in different states i had a plan to move to north carolina mm -hmm. um but with the spike in the covid and um you know half of the population not staying in place. It's not necessarily a healthy place for me to be right now. So all right. of a sudden, all my excitement, my forward momentum of leaving the state of Maryland is not, not where it's at. So mm -hmm. then I have to read, I do have to kind of take stock and recalculate. And so 
like you said, a lot of people got hit with the blow of this. You know, I was an Uber driver. Overnight, 70% of my income disappeared mm. in one minute. Because number one, I had, I, I understood the disease, uh, right. the infectiousness of the disease. I immediately, even before um, the numbers dip, I stopped driving to the airport where a lot of our money came from. Half, over half of our money for Uber drivers comes from riding it at the airport. Right. So immediately, I stopped going to the airport. Now, if someone needed to drive to the airport, of course, I would take them. But I stopped driving to the airport to pick up people at the airport immediately mm-hmm. because I knew it was a hot zone. Right. Um, right. Uh, so I feel like we have to even if it takes you a week or a few days or you do a little bit of day, we have to recalculate what our new normal is. We have to find options. We have to um, dial into what the money maker is for um, making money. We also have to learn the ask, like we're all learning. Uh, if we're hungry, ask for food. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you're hungry, ask for food. We need to dial into every resource. So. A lot of people who have been afraid of social media no longer have any options. I, I don't yeah. I don't like the Facebook. That was me. I don't like that. I've had clients like that or I don't add friends on Facebook. Why are these people requesting me? Because you have a service. Yes. And I I've but I I've, I've so noticed a lot of artists private- freezes was that person like why are these random people i know the creeps are creepy but people are reaching out to you because they're either a fan of yours or they Mm -hmm. want what you are offering they're listening to you say i need these things directly or indirectly and and we're not we're so broken and and torn that we don't know how to receive or be in a space where people to receive and that right. that's something that i had to worry about one and then i had to fix fix number two right because we were being weird like why are these people friend requesting me because they follow right. you on other platforms you just did an interview on a radio station <laughs> that is what the purpose of you doing that interview so you can gain new followers like but uh, right So I I think just figuring out what the new normal is. Yeah. You know what I mean? For you. For you. For you yourself. Correct. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because I think that looks different for everyone. Because I I don't know who follows me, but I don't do a lot of Facebook lives. I'll I'll maybe live stream at someone's event to promote them or if I'm somewhere. Like, I'm famous for going around Artscape and just live streaming the individual things that are going on. But for me, I never turn that camera. Rarely do I turn it on to myself. So this is definitely, even doing our shows remotely is awkward for me because now the camera is on me. Like, and this feels weird. Yeah, we, well, we're in, we're in Zoom meetings. So before we used to just dial into a conference call. Yes. But because, we're lacking connectivity. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, you know, I was in a Zoom my, in my writer's um, club, my writer's community. We were on a Zoom and we got to see other people's faces and see the laughter. 
it creates a different type of connectivity that we may become tired of, but yeah. you need to see your face, you know? Where I, I, but it, I have a so question. It's creating a I different a kind of openness. Yes. My question for that, because I'm, I'm in, I'm teaching, I am, uh, I'm holding rehearsals, I'm doing my show. So sometimes, like, I, I just, I, I guess I got fired from a show, because we would do our rehearsals over Zoom, and I didn't want to turn my camera on every time. And for me, I just had to, I just had to conserve some of that energy, because I felt like this the whole time. And I needed to get into my own head as an as an actor, and it really like people are really demanding that you turn on your cameras right now, and you be. I guess that shows them that you're paying attention, right. or that they see that you're doing it. I can see if you're in a classroom setting, but a lot of these, I'm I'm. That's the part that I'm struggling with. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's the part that I'm struggling. But sometimes I don't want to be this. I don't, I, that's too, in this moment, well, that's too much for me. Right. So, I mean, this is the thing. So being on Zoom is like being at work. Right. It's like right. being at work. You were already recorded on your radio show. You just, um, <laughs> you just got to... <laughs> Moni, our producer just said, just get over it. Get over it. Thank you, Moni. <laughs> but really, uh, being in Zoom, mm -hmm. being on Zoom, so being, being in Zoom is equal. You have to kind of suck it up, Buttercup. Because it's equivalent, it is equivalent of me showing up to your radio station. I know. You have I to know, listen, know, listen, 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 Linda. Listen, Linda. You have to put aside your ego because it's just false humility. It's not humility. It's and it's also a form of pride. Like I don't want to be seen. But guess what? No, it's not. This but is, for me, I'm I'm always a person that follows directions. It's just that in this moment. Everything requires this, and it's not. It's that's not a norm for me. So for for me, baby, it is not a norm it. for. No, yeah. you gotta dive in the deep end because you are who you are, and this yeah. is the platform in our survival mode. So if you can like look at it, it's a loss for you having to be on camera. Process that grief that you gotta be on camera, and. Take a deep breath, sip your water, keep it moving. That's just my girlfriend, friend, your friend advice. Like, I never intended to be, I like to be in, in, in the room with you personally. If I'm on the radio, I want to be in the room. You always <laughs> dress nice for me. You always smell good. I, I delight in face-to-face -face <laughs> contact. Physical touch is my love language, so I'm, I'm emotionally starving. I'm mm -hmm. single, so every little outing or things that I do outside, so Zoom is the new it. So yeah. last time when we had our conversation, I was like, I need to see your face. Because I was a little starved. Right. For adult face-to-face -face time. It's just so a I lie. demanded, I gave you direction. Mm -hmm. Well, you have, you, 
you, Nate, since we're talking personally, you have to store up your shields. And I'm and so I'm, and I'm trying to do that. So a lot of the meetings wide I open. Not, I try not. I try not to have any mm-hmm. extra meetings outside of like my my acting coaching on Mondays and Fridays because I know I do my show on those days. And to me, it's not even a vanity thing. It's just really this has become a new norm. And I have an issue with people creating new norms in these moments, and then. You just created a whole rule about now this is what you have to do. And then if it's not my norm every day of my normal life, I have to figure out ways to be able to adjust. And this has just become, like, even when you're talking well, to you, your friends, people will fake never but they just ring your phone now. Go ahead. They said, uh, I, I didn't post, I didn't post it, but I just read like the top tweets for um, introverts during COVID. And one was like, what is up with people FaceTiming you before asking you? Like, that is not appropriate. And right. so none of us have faced this situation. None of us have been a pandemic. No one's been in a pandemic before. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, so. Yeah, so a lot of us in our business lives were Zooming. No one had heard of it. Millions of us have been mm-hmm. Zooming for the past, however, since Zoom started. We've been Zooming. We've been having Zoom meetings and conference calls. So this is not normal. A lot of people are pretending they don't know how to Zoom. Um, so it's, it's interesting. <laughs> one of the actresses is like, how how much longer can I pretend that I don't know how to Zoom? Right. Like a lot of us, you know. So, but you've never been in a pandemic before. So sit right. with that for a second. Yeah. You've never been in a pandemic where the country is closed down. So mm-hmm. process that first. Number two, all of our rules that we navigate lives for right. have been broken. All of them. We only have takeout once a month or twice a month. You're like, Day three of takeout <laughs> of my Uber Eats, Week my Grubhub, or my DoorDash. Right. You it's know, you yeah, and it's not, it's the time. new normal, but I, <laughs> oh no, would you like, they've already made adjustments. Would you like to reorder your last order? <laughs> yes, I would. Oh, yeah, Thank I did you. notice I that. I did. Yeah. Yeah, so they're already <laughs> adjusting. Mm-hmm. You want the same order, Miss Amber? Hey, <laughs> I feel like they're talking to me personally. Hey, Kof. is it Tuesday, Kof? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you wanted some dim sum. You wanted some pho today. You know, yeah. it's Uber Eats Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's, it's just amazing. Are we dropping off your Greek salad with your chicken? It's just really amazing as an artist to be in this space because we are normally the ones that are the answer or have an answer. And for and because this is global, everybody is in the same space. I don't care if you if you have a billion dollars, you're still in the same environment. You just you can order out every day. You can have the luxury of, you know, ordering fancy equipment to do this with. But Technically, mentally, we're still all in the same space. I see, you know, 
I, I was, uh, I had ordered a software months ago and I really haven't been using it. I've been paying for the monthly installments of it. And then I'm seeing all these other platforms that are like on CBS and using the same platform that I'm using. And I'm like, we are really all in the same boat. It's just, you know, level of experience or expertise. Or, right. And it's, that is the part. It's lighting. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they got good it's lighting. Like, what did, HD some people, some ordered their lighting. Some people had their team drop off their lighting. I yep. opened my curtains, turn on the overhead and put on a desk light because lighting is key. So yep. we're just at different levels. Some of yep. us are ordering a couple times a day. Someone, some of us are ordering food delivery boxes every single day yep. so we don't have to food shop. You know, Instacart is our friend. Yes. We shop at Aldi, Safeway, all of it. So we're having new normals. Um, mm. And I think that you know, as artists, uh, the artists responded quicker than other people. Right. People were like, you're shut in. I think we need a, a wee bit of drop of the narcissism of an actor who's like, I'm ready for my close-up, no matter where it comes from. Right, 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 right. You can draw Watch from it. that pool of performer, of an entertainer. Right. Watching Teddy Raleigh kind of press and burn. Oh, whatever platform I'm on. <laughs> watching, watching Teddy Raleigh well, press and burn thing. really good. So these challenges, no. Yeah, so this is the thing. These challenges are mm -hmm. showing you fake it until you make it when you are alive, right? What? So a lot of people be shaking and moving in the dark, you like have their title wear their title as they go out. And it's like, no, did you see Lin-Manuel sing on Zoom for the teenage girl on John Krakinski's Good News? I was mm -hmm. like, there's a star. Yeah, oh yeah, all Hamilton cast, mm -hmm. two stars in their pajamas, in their sweats. Right. Then when you have people who are posers, who have teams behind them that make product happen, and you're one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who's supposed you're on the same level. Like, oh, you are faking it. You made it, but was still faking it. You was faking it. Yeah, yeah. What would you do you without? That was the conversation that I had with the young man. I was like, "What do you do without all of the? I mean, you can live without all of the bells and whistles. It's possible. But if you didn't have the talent that those bells and whistles kind of accented." You will be seen. People go see it. And I think that's the fear that a lot of people have right now. People go see it. I think I think that you brought up one of my besties, Naja B. Naja is one of my best friends. And I have to somehow make it up to her. I probably have to cash up her some money for missing her birthday <laughs> and um, missing out on performing her favorite poem. I have one erotic poem that's for, you know, that she made me write. Um, but um, she was like, baby face, stopped aging in its tracks, did not even, no sweat on his brow, and just was mm -hmm. like, la, 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 yep. la, 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 yep. So it's like raw talent has an opportunity to come on stage. Yes. And we are in an even place. And so a lot of people are stressed that we're in an even place, 
But if you can come outside yourself into your new pandemic self, like just embrace it, like COVID, my new right. friend. We have to change our mindset. So it's you feel a challenge about being on camera. You've been on camera the whole time. You just were not conscious of it. You were yeah. on camera. Now mm -hmm. that you have to face front camera and speak to the camera, it's a different challenge, but you have a roof yeah. over your head. You have good lighting. And it's, it's, for me, I had to acknowledge that I am doing things. I would never even take a picture of myself in my bedroom. So the fact that I've done my show every week, twice a week, from my bedroom is, some of my friends are laughing at me when we have our one-on-one -on -one conversations. Because that's not, some of them, even when they come to my house. <laughs> Most of them, when they come to my house, I shut my bedroom door because it's like a privacy to me. But it was the most comfortable place with the best lighting, with the least amount of noise. And it's that way for a reason because it's my bedroom. Right. But it, it just, it's stretching me in ways that I consciously knew I didn't want to be stretched in. But in this moment, it's forcing me to sacrifice uh people knowing what my bed frame looks like versus me being comfortable doing what I'm doing. I didn't want to feel like I was in the office at home. Right. I wanted to feel like I was at home. So this, you know, right. just still maneuvering around some of these things have really uh, made it possible. And actually the conversation that we have in today was the, what I envisioned over the weekend, this being because I wanted people to be able to relate and not just have solutions. Because often we have solutions on this side, and then on this side is what we really want. And in between that are locked doors and, you know, boundaries and and, and hurdles and, and just uh, false news or what. So it's a lot of stuff to get to where you want to go. So when you just, if, if you have a great person that can deliver right. on solutions, I'm, I'm, okay with that. I love self-help gurus, but for me, I need to know, okay, our starting point. Are we all nervous right now? Are you sweating too? Are you, your, your feet a little musky right now? Are you, every, yeah. everything? I, I, I at least need to know that there's a consensus about how we all feel right now, because that's normal. It's, it's a normal right. feeling. It has not been your norm, but in this moment, it is our norm. Yeah. in terms of how we're feeling in this moment. So now, okay, we all know there are other people feeling this way. So now what are you going to do? Are you going to jump out there or are you going to just wait yeah. this out? Or? Yeah, I I definitely, you know, I definitely, that's, that, that is one of the main things that I'm reading about um, mm -hmm. is, you know, I've worked with, you know, some of the fears um, as a mother, as a woman, as a woman of color, is, um, you know, the food deserts that we already have, uh, people mm. not having access to food. We have children who only ate at school, so that's a problem. We have people yeah. in domestic abuse situations where the violence is going to escalate um, as the years go through. We have people yeah. pregnant in domestic abuse situations, plus the stress of job loss, loss of income, loss yeah. of food, creates so many volatile in, um, situations. Um, the Family Tree of Maryland um, has initiatives to help people 
um, their whole agency is child abuse prevention and disclaimer, I have been a volunteer mm -hmm. for many years and involved with them. But one of their biggest concerns is parents who already had problems with child abuse, neglect, or verbal, you know, verbal abuse yeah. or exposure to violence or things that are would not appropriate for children, it's only going to escalate. So their whole mission is child abuse prevention. They still have their hotline open, um, parenting line open to help people cope through the stress. Mm. So at, like I said, as, the, as, as me myself, I'm thinking about food deserts. I'm thinking about people who aren't fed. Um, you know, there's a lot of open schools giving out school lunches. People don't have rides to get to the food. Yeah. You know what I mean? All, there's a lot of schools open. And this woman, I went one day, just because I didn't have any lunch, went to get my daughter a lunch. I was like, I would like one lunch. She's like, you want three. <laughs> she made me take three for the whole family. Because no one was showing up, but people don't have access. The buses yeah. weren't running. It, so there's a, there's a lot of things that I, I worry about. But a lot, mostly what I worry about are people in precarious positions, children without internet access, who can't go to school. Um, they're calling this the lost year. Uh, that was yeah. mentioned in an article that I read for school kids. Like, this is just going to be like, oh, you fail? No problem. You know, summer yeah. school is going to be lit. I feel like summer school is going to be lit. But, um, you know, in, in there's a lot of despair going around, but I also feel like there's a lot of hope because people are stripping down to who they really are. And you're right. seeing who's generous, who, who really is who they were. The people who I love watching are the people um, who are the same as they were on the outside and they're the same as they are on the inside. They're giving, they're showing up, they're helping people. And so we're all being stripped away to our lowest common denominator. And so a lot of people are hurt. You don't, if you don't have an outlet for your creativity or you're a wedding photographer or event photographer, well then who are you? You know, and we're being forced to dig down deep to figure out who we actually are. Yeah. Right? And, and really so sacrifice and really invest in those things versus just getting along and getting by. Yeah, we, we can't, we're, we're not allowed to show up and, and be seen. We can't, we're not in the scene. We have to figure yeah. out who we're supporting, what we're rooting for, how we're going to survive. We're all pulling from our difficult childhoods, like, like, oh, locked in the house for three months? I got this. <laughs> so a lot of us are not have. we're having a pro, like being an introvert and choosing to stay home and then being forced to stay home, you realize how much you actually might've gone out a little more. Like, I really want the suit <laughs> or you want the freedom. However, I'm choosing, I'm choosing to keep my family alive. So I'm gonna right. stay in with a little bit of uh, Thanksgiving, I'm about to minimize, we're literally minimizing our big house. I'm about to start tiny living in a teeny tiny apartment with my yeah. mother and child so we can save money, so we can make it work and not be stressed out about bills. But literally I spent the morning trying to figure out how to, um, how to design a hundred square feet for me and my child. Because we're about to live tiny. And you, <laughs> I'm going from and a ginormous house. That, 
I spent Too all of last year watching YouTube videos on trying to decide which type of tiny house do I want. Do I want to be able to be mobile with it? Do I want to be able to be stationary? And I think this moment has showed me that even in my bedroom, I've realized there's a portion of my bedroom that I don't use. And I, I mean, I could live in a space this small. The only thing that is weird to me is a bathroom situation. Yeah. That's so the, you are cool. not a, you are, I'll, I'll give you, I was trying to light on your question, Nate. You are not a mobile tiny house person. That's one. You need one of those container houses that is stationary. You can live in a small place, but you need a full size bathroom. You don't need to be moving because everyone, I just read an article today. Like I said, I'm reading. Yeah. I'm reading everything I read every day. The people who have tiny houses are struggling. So, or are living tiny are struggling because there's all different kinds. Some people live in a bus, some people live in a van yeah. and all of their external resources that they have to survive are not working. All the gyms are closed where people shower. Um, oh. And then the parks where people park their mobile houses are shut down, Damn. right? So, and like, so one family, the wife was pregnant. They had to, they had to move to their parents' house because she's pregnant, and they lived in the woods in a rural area. Other people oh. um, are struggling. They can't buy enough food. They can't store enough food, so they can only buy for the week. So they have to go out every week. Um, I think out of the whole article, one couple was fine like their house was big enough they had outdoor space indoor you know they had a stationary house you gotta send me but that everyone art. else i will everyone else you have to download the app flipboard okay which okay. is a joy it's sort of like pinterest on steroids it, but you okay. flip you make magazines i'll share with you my flipboard okay okay it's about, but it's a great platform but that was in my fun. mind i uh that that you is know. a deal breaker for me being able to shower and now, you could you could live in a you could live in a tiny house you would yeah. have to have a you personally would have yeah. to have a stationary tiny house and they have beautiful homes with full bathrooms bathtub and shower full yeah. bathroom that's with my plumbing. only you like, need plumbing yeah yeah uh, you're not yeah. you're not you're not a mo you're not a mobile tiny house person no I don't even. I, don't, I have to be pissing on myself before I'll even pee outside. So I yeah, don't. See, but I don't see you using a compost toilet either. <laughs> no. 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 no, no, no. For you. You're like me. Camping is staying at the Holiday Inn. That's what you want to go camping. I'm like, we're at the Holiday Inn. Yes. I've I've gone camping. No room no service. It's a it's a art event that happens like I, I think it's like out in Western Maryland somewhere. It, and I remember the first time I went, we performed and we were supposed to perform the same day, the next day. And it was a um, they had cabins, but they were like open cabins. And I was like, so uh, we drove past a, a little motel down there. Are we going back there because I know we're not going back to Baltimore, but. <laughs> Uh, this is like a commune, man. I ain't for that. But that 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 is that is my only kind of. Uh, I need to flush and I need to be able to shower separately. <laughs> that's 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 my only 
I could do what I could like do with Japanese people. <laughs> right. And I've I've been kinda a couple times throughout this, I was like, <laughs> what if I had to like thank you, Moni, what if I had to like cook, you know, under certain circumstances? So I've been like preparing meals a certain way. But I can do that. I can finagle that. But it's just a bathroom situation. You have no survival skills. Say I just say I have no survival skills. Just say that. I can survive in the city. I have <laughs> no. I have no survival skills. Just say it. And I, but it. no, I, I can't claim that because I, I have them. I just need running water no. and a separate toilet. I have no survival That's it. skills in the water. I do. I can't claim that. I can't. I can't claim that because I, I can don't. survive. But it's just the running water, John. That's the only. That's called survival skills. Can you survive without running water? Not that skill. I, that's oh, the one skill that I, I won't be. Then just say I have no survival. I have no wilderness survival. I have plenty of survival skills, except I for, have no wilderness survival skills. Just I was. Them. I can't say that. I would, I would lose all my uh, badges. I was a Boy Scout. I have. I have. I have survival skills. It's just, Can you live in the wilderness with no running water and no latrine? No, but I could fish. I know how to fish. Yeah, I have I no survival water. skills. Do say that. No, I can't. I can't claim You know how to that. fish and bring it home I'm to your apartment. Guy. Yes, I do. I can do So my cabin in the woods, I can do that. I would be I very that. uncomfortable in the wilderness. <laughs> No, I'm. I love. Is Alana coming on? Where's Alana? Uh, she not because we have ten minutes. I sent her. Stop. A message. Where's Alana? I don't know. I sent her a message and she didn't respond. She needs her own show. I'm she, ready. She, she never logged on to the link. She said she saw it, but I don't think she knew it was for right now. I think that was a miscommunication. That was for right now because that sounds like the message. But I'm gonna invite Alana. I look for right now. I have a I need panel. I have a panel discussion coming bring up. Bring Alana on right now. Bring her on. I, I can't bring. She has to. She has to dial I really in. needed Alana. You did not need. You have survival skills. You did not need. Alana, I'm definitely gonna reach out to her and invite you on. I again. needed Alana. You did. You did perfect though. I needed Alana. Alana didn't call in. I needed Alana. I, I <laughs> But uh, I, uh, okay. I am. I feel. Uh, first of all, Alana. Alana just don't. First of all, wait. Don't put Alana on a panel. That's one. Alana is her own superpowers. Black girl magic. Has Alana been on my show? A whole show. I don't thing. think Alana's been. I think Alana. She has said you, uh, she's. You're supposed to call her. Your yes. beard looks great, by the way. So sure. thank you. It's much longer, but I thank I you for grooming. Because <laughs> I saw you, I saw you in your in your own natural. No, I, I haven't. Like, the beard hasn't changed. I shaved my head. I was able He's to shave. Sexy my all the time. No, but the so beard called in a few weeks ago. Alana called in on the first week that we were on. Uh, well, she was supposed to be on the first week that we were in um, quarantine. And that's when we were no longer inviting guests, and we were just having calling guests or just winging it on our own. And that, that was it Alana was a, needs. Do not put. Up. I mean, put Alana on the panel. Yeah, 
Put uh, Alana on a panel, but Alana has entered the chat. Alana, let me just tell is, you, she has been a lifeline for so many of us artists, finding us low. Yes, she's finding, is she here? No, I thought she was saying she, she was here. Like, oh, she's not here yet. But I think we have like um, five minutes. Go no. ahead. Okay. Anyways, so please bring, um, check out Alana has entered the chat on Instagram and Facebook. She's a huge source for local Baltimore um, artists, food, delivery services, finding things, money issues, local events, and she has a amazing So yes. I'm shouting out an artist that I love, who's my resource, who's been an inspiration to me. She's um, helped me. Um, she's a go-to for a lot of things, that I, events that I've done. And she's really showed up for me personally. And she shows up for both. She has and I, I shout out her with for, her for Impact Hub. Uh, I shout her out because she was one of the yeah. first people so who thought about artists. Gift. Right. I'm, I'm only one person. I just reached out. I just sent her a schedule that she could agree to. Uh, but... Uh, I really, I am in right. a space right now where I am. You're muffled. And I'm You're ready. muffled. I'm, I'm, oh, I was covering up my mic. I'm sorry. My uh, bosom was covering up my mic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, I am at a space right now where creativity is just, you know, it's flowing. I just needed to, one, my home was built for me to sleep in. That's it. So over the last couple of weeks, I've really been switching things around. So this can be more than just uh, a place for me to simply sleep and such. Well, off, off air, mm -hmm. off air, uh, send me your address. And when I venture out, I'll, I'll send you a piece of art. You need Ooh. art. Mm. I mean, I, I tried to do a little something. You see that? I tried to do a yes. little something, but I have to adjust my camera. So, you know, I love my brick wall. This is why I actually chose this apartment because of the lovely brick of it all. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of exposed brick here, but I, um, I really, I'm, I'm at a space right now where I'm really comfortable. I actually, um, one of my, one of my, supporters she's a she buys a lot of my jewelry and she actually uh she's kind of quarantined right now in south africa and she sent me a bunch of like fabric beautiful and stuff lovely. like this mm -hmm. uh she ordered it for me and had it sent here and i i feel like a second wind has come and i'm ready to like Dazzle, uh, and now I have a kind of uh, Lisa style coffee. I love you, Aww, Lisa Estrella. Estrella, um, that's my hey Lisa. That's my friend in New York who's living in the the COVID center of it all. Okay, she's high risk, but she's amazing. She's been helping people, even though I yelled at her. She was feeding people, but I was like, don't let people. What does she do? Out. Is she an artist? She is an artist. She's a poet. I think she'd be a great guest. She's a poet. Well, send her this way. Former... Send her my information. I will. She's a poet. She's she's living in uh, uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Queens, uh, lot, lot. Yeah. Excuse me. 
Um, she's a poet. She's an artist. Her son is an amazing, well-known artist. She's an activist for Latino causes and Latinx causes. Um, mm -hmm. She would be amazing. And she and I have been going back and forth um, <laughs> regarding work, work, work. We want to do a podcast called Dos Mujeres, where oh. we talk about the intersectional of uh, brown and brown women, Latina, Latinas, Latinx and African-American women. We want to, because I'm bilingual, she, okay. she is bilingual, and we're learning how similar, more similar we are than we are apart. Apart, and yeah. She's been there for me um, during my darkest days. She's been by my side. We've been propping each other up. She helping me more than I help her, I think. But I remember mm -hmm. uh, the other day, and I'll close with this. I was, um, I she she said, take a picture of what you look now look like now. And I took a picture, and she said, you get up right now, and you get into that shower. Oh, she <laughs> she get made me. She said, get your brown behind up, woman, mujer and get into the shower and eat. You have, she checks to make sure that I eat because you know, I've been anxiety non-eating and my mother's always worried about me. I'm like, do you know how big I am? I'm not wasting away. If I don't eat for a day, uh, it's not going to hurt. So that's been the Artist Exchange Radio Show with Happy Dan Thank you uh, for also, having me. Thank you. Only on BigSposedRadio.com. Cross your fingers, possibly, we'll be doing talk lately with Marnie tomorrow at 7 p.m. Uh, and then uh, coming back, he's back from a brief hi hiatus, uh, living a rich life talk show uh, at 5 p.m. on Friday, on Wednesday. I'm sorry, on Wednesday. Uh, so that's been the Artist Exchange Radio Show only on BeExposedRadio.com. Thank you, Coffee. I hope.